and yes, even foes in the family. <clears throat> and to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, family members. This is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the chronological Bible episode number 515 if you will where I simply read the Holy Bible, one of the greatest joys of my life, in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true nonfiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present, and the future. In fact, one of the main reasons why I am so excited about being here tonight, and we heard the song, I'll Fly Away, is because of a message that my son Daniel Ezekiel helped me with on this past Saturday that I preached in the Second Coming Chapel service, <clears throat> which is an extension of Gospel Light Society International and Gospel Light House of Prayer Church. And um, because of God's Word speaking to our hearts so strong on Saturday is the reason why I'm here tonight. I was planning on taking off. And there are some other reasons as well. God knoweth. Today, beloved, we're reading First Chronicles chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. If you stick with us, First Chronicles chapter 3, it should be uh, chapter 3 verses 1 through 7, uh, make sure that's correct uh, producer, which one is it now, the, the first one, go ahead and fix the second one then, if you stick with us, 
throughout our devotional time, uh, uh, we have a pleasant surprise for you uh, as well. And uh, so, uh, and, and, and this is uh, most important, what we're doing right now. Okay, you got first at the top, you got second down here underneath. Go ahead and fix that, just retype it. And I need to know which one, which one is it? You're trying to find out? Okay. Bear with us, everyone. Are we good now? Are we good to go? Are we good to go now? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Are we good to go now? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Let me know. Can you hear me? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Are we good to go? Okay. All right. Uh, she has it fixed. It is actually Second Chronicles chapter three, verses one through seven. Over here. Help help them with this. <clears throat> Make sure nothing goes unplugged because this is is needed over here. Uh, right here. You help them with that. Let them take care. Let her take care of that. Second Chronicles chapter 3 verses 1 through 7 shall we pray. Holy Father God in heaven, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, help everybody who is saved and names the name of Christ. Help us all to be uh, thankful for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings you have bestowed upon us. We thank you tonight for salvation, spiritual, family, uh, 
life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, help us all who are saved and are sensitive to your Holy Spirit and sensitive to your Holy Word. Help us to truly confess our sins, our faults, and our failures. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us, Lord, of our sins, as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Wash and cleanse our hearts and minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of Christ, and make us to be whiter than snow. And Holy Father God, thank you for leading me to be here tonight in light of all that's happening in the world. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, San Ballad, and Tobias, for these nasty spirits are still in the world, uh, tormenting people and uh, controlling people and possessing people and using people to try to hinder your gospel and to try to hinder your word. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts from the hearts and minds and lives of the people who evidently he has easy access to. And Holy Father God, I still pray for my wife, Marika White, to humble herself down and to truly get saved so that uh, the devil will not have easy access to her and try to use her to hinder uh, the gospel from going forward. At the same time, uh, uh, even though I, I believe that she is not a true Christian, I pray for her salvation. At the same time, I believe that she's better than most women living today, even in the church, uh, as far as that goes. Uh, and uh, I pray, even as a person who's not saved, I pray that, uh, for that's how bad the situation is across the country and around the globe. And somebody needs to tell people the truth. We have a church, we have churches full uh, of Jezebel's and false pastors' wives uh, and who have in effect helped to hinder the church and to, and to destroy many churches. Most husbands have a spirit of Joseph where they really don't want to embarrass their wives. But the situation is so bad Somebody has to be embarrassed. Somebody has to be a proverb. No husband wants to uh, do that. It's just not in them like it is in most Jezebel women. And so I thank you, Lord, that I can pray openly. Uh, something that I've been praying for 34 years. Uh, 
my wife can remember all of the times that I have addressed this is- issue with her. Uh, she has just not acted like a Christian woman over the years. <coughs> the, the fruit is just not there. And I, I am concerned for her soul. And I am concerned for the souls of many women in churches across this country and around the globe, even my mother and even my two sisters. Lord, help everybody to examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. Uh, Most men know, based upon the philosophy they've been trained to believe in, and most women know that this would anger them to no end. In fact, most men would not dare do what I'm doing because they know their wife would leave them, and they are afraid of that. Most women know that as well. So there's something to say about my wife, Marika White, after 34 years. Uh, uh, Seeing and hearing her husband pray openly now about this. And uh, and also preaching on it. And uh, at this point, not an attempt to make her do something. uh, But... uh, it is a real issue, and uh, I believe that you've given me liberty to do it to help other people who are just not saved themselves and who are masquerading as Christians and are the biggest hypocrites in the church, pastors' wives and pastors who allow her foolishness in the church as well. So it's not really for us at this time, even though I still want to see my wife truly saved, filled with your good cheer, filled with your joy, and uh, doing what she does with joy, and uh, doing it with a cheerful spirit, (coughs) and never used by the devil to try to hinder it. Uh, She knows, and I know, that... uh, the last thing on earth she wanted was for me to preach tonight, and uh, and uh, and, and uh, she can't even hide it. She doesn't even try to hide it now. And so I pray that you would save her soul, have your Holy Ghost, and not give her rest. The same for some other family members, and the same for millions of others who are in the church but don't know you as Savior, and who were here one day, not well done, thou good and faithful servant, but I never knew ye, ye workers of iniquity. And so, Holy Father God, I pray, uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell, and the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias, out of her life and out of the lives of others in our family and out of the lives of other people in the church, help them not to worry about us. Help them not to uh, uh, be people who uh, are just uh, interested in hearing Uh, something negative about our family. But Lord, help them to come under conviction. And I believe that many are coming under conviction. 
They've never heard this before. Uh, they've never seen this before. It only plays out uh, in the divorce court or in the newspapers. They faked it. They phonied it for years. Everybody knew it was fake and phony, but they never thought it would come to a divorce, a public divorce, adultery, slander, I mean, not slander, but uh, uh, adultery, and uh, a scandal, and all of that. I thank you, to Lord, tonight that at this point uh, that is uh, not uh, in the cards for us, so to speak. Because my wife knows I have been praying for her like this for 34 years when I found out that she was religious but lost. And I pray that uh, my children would examine themselves and make sure that they're saved. For some act like they're saved, some don't. And I do pray that uh, and at this point, as I had the privilege of leading all of them to you, at the age of seven, uh, we should, those who don't act like they're saved should be acting like they're saved. And those who uh, are saved <coughs> should be acting like they're saved. Those who are not saved should be getting saved. Uh, Lord, do all that you do to save, Lord, those who are lost in my own family and those who are lost in the families of millions of people. <clears throat> Help them to realize that they can be religious and lost. Help them to understand that the proof of their salvation always is that what you said, Lord Jesus Christ, if you love me, keep my commandments. It's all about that once a person is truly saved. I cannot explain what you do to each and every one of us to help us to understand that we must obey your commandments. And if we love you, we will do so because we will have a respect for you and a fear for you. And so help everybody to understand this Christianity, so-called Christianity, this so-called evangelicalism, this so-called charismatic gospel that we have experienced over the past 40, 50, 60 years in church and on television has messed up many, many people. And many, many people have died from the church pews, some over the past two years, for taking your communion unworthily and giving communion unworthily. Thousands upon thousands of pastors and pastors' wives have died uh, because of the sin in their lives. And you have, uh, you told us, you warned us, you gave us space to repent. You told us that uh, uh, you, because you love us, you will rebuke and chasten us. Nobody, they didn't believe you. And now they're in hell, so many of them, who thought they were going to heaven because they went to church every Sunday. And so, Lord, I believe that you have me here for a greater reason. You know I have no heart to do what I'm doing. I, I never thought I would ever say the things I'm saying. But you gave me the liberty to do so because people are dying and going to hell thinking that they're saved and they're living in sin and adultery and fornication and lying and dishonesty and deceit and stealing even from their own family members and lying about it. Uh, um, 
people are just not born again doing that. Contrary to what all groups have been stating and telling people that it's okay yeah, that you you're living in sin and now now we got to the point Lord which you 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 had to stop it you had to shut it down you had to shut the church down because it got to the point that these people started telling folks and believing that they can be homosexuals and married homosexual people married together so-called married holding hands in the church and serving in the church on staff and everything else and you have shut down the church as punishment because of our foolishness and sins and the foolishness of pastors and pastors' wives. And, Lord, I know for a fact that many pastors' wives are the ones who push the pastors to do that. Many pastors' wives with pillow talk have told their pastor husbands to let homosexuals become members of your church that you died for and allow these abominations in the church. Hillsong Church is destroyed because they allowed homosexuals in the church <coughs> and in the uh, leadership of the choir on purpose and knowingly did so and then knowingly kept them on as members and still gave them a side position as a coach. And on and on we can go with this foolishness. And Lord, I praise you and I thank you. I believe that you've blessed me and used me mightily. Uh, not being hooked up with anybody because you told me not to hook up with any preachers. Uh, famous or not. Uh, because I have never hearkened to the voice of my wife, Marika White. I believe that you blessed me for that. And uh, I've told her that many times. So this is not just something I'm saying now. And uh, I thank you for giving me the wherewithal or whatever you did in my heart not to do that. And what you did in my past. I saw my dad uh, taking, uh, hawking to the voice of his wife instead of hawking to your voice. And the family was hellacious and a mess. Oh, I know they don't want to hear that now. They don't want me to say that now. Uh, but it's true. And, uh, and the truth is, even though our family was not perfect, it was better than my family and her family uh, completely. Now, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, this is a special night motivated by a second coming sermon you gave me uh, on Saturday. So Lord, I pray that you would move upon the hearts of people who think they have family members who are lost in their family and in the church or outside of the church. Send them a link and invite their friends, especially those who are dying of the coronavirus. And now we have three other plagues. Uh, uh, coming as well upon us. Uh, I think I failed to tell my son about one, uh, but uh, it's happening as we speak. And so I do pray, Lord, that you would rebuke and bind our enemy, the devil, and the demons of hell from our individual lives, our family, 
and from all other Christian families, all other families that name the name of Christ around the globe. And uh, Lord, give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And uh, Lord, I pray also that you would uh, place upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. And Lord, I pray that your true Christians would get out of sin, repent, and be revived. Those who are in sin and they have no conviction about it, they're lost. And they're on their way to hell. Any person who can sin and not feel any guilt or any compunction and does not have a desire to get out of it and is torn up about the broken fellowship between you and them, then, Lord, they have never been saved. And so we pray that you'll save them as well. And uh, glorify your holy name. Help us to glorify your holy name. Help us to lift up your holy son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And as the gospel is preached, we pray that lost souls would be saved. Christians would be revived. Your holy name glorified. And Jesus Christ exalted. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Lord, bless the reading of your holy word, the teaching of your holy word, the preaching of your holy word. Uh, grant me special unction, anointing, and all of us special unction and anointing, power of your Holy Spirit to read your holy word, to pray, and uh, to teach your holy word and to preach your holy word. Help me to always, by your grace, Lord, to give myself to prayer and to the ministry of your word. I believe that you're going to answer every prayer uh, that I pray. And you have answered my prayers down through the years. And uh, some, as uh, has been talked about, uh, some uh, come out only by prayer and fasting. So Lord, help me do more fasting as well. Thank you for the days and weeks and months that You've given me the grace to fast in the past, and Lord, help me to continue to fast and pray, and help us all to do that, and lift up our burdens, lift our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties. Fill us with your peace and with your joy, and help us, Lord, to not only remember your birth, help us not to only remember Good Friday, Lord, help us not to only remember uh, your death, your burial, and your resurrection on early one Sunday morning, which we just celebrated, and we're going to continue to celebrate year-round by your grace. Uh, with my baby daughter, uh, Danielle Elizabeth Breedlove White, being the producer. And uh, Holy Father God, help us to remember that. Help us to remember your ascension. And Lord, help me to preach on that soon. We, we forget all about your ascension. We act like we don't want to believe that. But you ascended back to heaven in front of the saints. And the angel told us that you're going to come back in the same manner. Lord, we, we need to believe your holy word. Help us to do that. And help me to preach on that here soon.
and uh, uh, but Lord help us to understand and remember that you are coming back and we need to be acting sober minded we need to be uh, sober minded vigilant and watchful and Lord as you know because you have not put this in my heart uh, that the present situation uh, Lord uh, I'm sure it's a part of your uh, the signs of your coming back but I, I'm not getting from you that this is directly connected to the rapture in the church. I'm getting for you that this could have been avoided if the church had done its job. And they were warned, duly warned to do so. Especially for the country called America, we should be send, sending out more missionaries to reach the world. And maybe... We wouldn't, we wouldn't have the, the horrifying tragedy going on in Ukraine if we had done our job. Uh, I, I believe your heart is grieving over what's happening it could, and it, because it could have been avoided. We just, we failed you. That's all there is to it. Uh, we failed you. We as so-called Christians, we as the so-called church in America, we failed you, God. We failed you, Lord Jesus Christ. We failed this country and we failed the world by joining with devils. This is why he told us to be separate because people have joined with devils, got paid off like Judas, and join with the government to sanction homosexuality on purpose. All of this stuff has been done on purpose by the devil and a certain man, uh, a certain rich man who paid off people to allow this foolishness to happen, but they never thought it would get this bad. They never thought we would have issues with men wanting to go to girls' bathrooms. They never thought out uh, that men six foot four would uh, want to uh, run against little girls. They never thought that Dwayne Wade's son would be kissing a boy and they act like they're happy about it and proud about it uh, for the whole world to see. They never thought about this happening. They never, they didn't see it coming. That's why they let it go. They thought in their minds that it would be just a, um, another sin in the church to deal with. But this is far more demonic and far worse. It is an abomination and it is an attempt to turn your world that you created completely upside down. And you're not tolerating it. And I thank you. Lord, for doing what you're doing and help us. And I know there's so many people who want to get back to normal, so to speak. But Lord, I, I was glad to see a t-shirt the other day. Normal is not coming. You're coming. And I like that. So that's why we're here tonight. Bless the reading of your holy word. Help us to understand it and to comprehend it, to love it, to cherish it, and to obey it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. Amen.
ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members. I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure <clears throat> to read in your hearing the Word of God, the Holy Bible, Thus saith the Lord at Second Chronicles chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. Then Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem in Mount Moriah, where the Lord appeared unto David his father in the place that David had prepared in the threshing floor of Onan the Jebusite. And he began to build in the second day of the second month, in the fourth year of his reign. Now these are the things wherein Solomon was instructed for the building of the house of God, the length by cubits, after the first measure was threescore cubits, and the breadth twenty cubits, and the porch that was in the front of the house the length of it was according to the breadth of the house, twenty cubits, and the height was an hundred and twenty, and he overlaid it within with pure gold. And the greater house he sealed with fir tree which he overlaid with fine gold and set thereon palm trees and chains. And he garnished the house with precious stones for beauty, and the gold was gold of pavium. He overlaid also the house, the beams, the posts, and the walls thereof, and the doors thereof with gold, engraved cherubims on the walls. My, my, my. If that can excite you, that does something in your soul, in your spirit, then... Uh, uh, you are a saved person, uh, I do believe. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for this exciting passage of Holy Scripture. 
thank you so much for your holy word and what it does in our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits and lives. Help us to be not only hearers of your word, but doers. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and uh, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, and by the way, uh, we're standing between the living and the dead right now, but one day we're going to be the dead. And you need to understand that. And you need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in a sincere way. And by the way, your wife or your husband should not think that you are lost and on your way to hell. Period. Your closest relationship on earth is your spouse. I know you may love your children more, but uh, that's another message, another sermon. Uh, but uh, legally and spiritually, spiritually and legally, your closest relationship in life is your spouse. You can deny that if you want to. Uh, but... Uh, your spouse should not think that you're lost and on your way to hell. Meaning, you should not be living like that. Especially if they can say it calmly and lovingly. And they lovingly tell you that you need to get saved. You need to get your heart right with God. Because as I said earlier, we're standing between the living and the dead. And some of us are close to the dead. We're going to be dead ourselves soon. And this is not a game. And don't let pharaohistic pride or pride cause you to splash in the lake of fire. Humble yourself down. Admit that you are a sinner and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't care who you are. Has your spouse ever told you that you, you might need to examine yourself and see whether, whether or not you're in faith? I'm not talking about somebody about trying to hurt your feelings. I'm not, I'm not talking about somebody who's uh, giving you a hard time and they, they actually hate you. But somebody who loves you and who knows you. Because, see, if my wife told me that I was lost and on my way to hell, and she's my closest relationship, I, I would have to, at least, even though I'm the husband and the head of the household, I would have to, I, I would have to take that to heart. And pay attention to that. And she should do the same. And your spouse should do the same. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, 
This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family and devotional reading of Dr. Charles Spurgeon's classic book, Morning and Evening. This is the podcast, and this is episode number 566. Dr. Spurgeon chose for our scripture reading today in this devotional Matthew chapter 15 verse 23 but he answered her not a word and his disciples came and besought him saying send her away for she crieth after us The Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, goes on to share and to expound like no other. Genuine seekers who as yet have not obtained the blessing may take comfort from the story before us. The Savior did not at once bestow the blessing even though the woman had great faith in him. He intended to give it, but he waited a while. He answered her not a word. Have you ever been uh, in such a case as this woman? When you prayed, you needed something, you wanted something, and you... And it appears and, and it seems that uh, you did not hear a word from the Lord. Were not her prayers good? Never better in the world, Spurgeon answered. Was not her case needy? Sorrowfully so. Sorrowfully needy. Did she not feel her need sufficiently? She felt it overwhelmingly. Was she not earnest enough? She was intensely so. Has she no faith? By the way, nobody can do it like Spurgeon. Nobody. She had such a high degree of it that even Jesus wondered and said, O woman, great is thy faith. See then, although it is true that faith brings peace, yet it does not always bring it instantaneously. May I repeat that in your hearing? For this is some wisdom for you tonight. Those of you who have given up, those of you who are curled up on a fetal, in a fetal position listening to me on a uh, live podcast channel, those of you who are bitter and angry at people who did nothing but love you and help you but and told you the truth. Some of you who are angry, mad, hateful, controlled by devils and demons. And you have even contemplated suicide. 
This is for you. You've given up on God. You have forsaken God for sin. See then, although it is true that faith brings peace, yet it does not always bring it instantaneously. See, this is deep what Spurgeon is dealing with. Because some of you are messed up by this. There may be certain reasons calling for the trial of faith rather than, pardon me, the reward of faith. Genuine faith may be in the soul like a hidden seed, but as yet it may not have budded and blossomed into joy and peace. A painful Silence from the Savior is the grievous trial of many a seeking soul. But heavier still is the affliction of a harsh cutting reply such as this. It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. Many in waiting Upon the Lord find immediate delight. But this is not the case with all. You can switch in the back. Some, like the jailer, are in a moment turned from darkness to light. But others are plants of slower growth. A deeper sense of sin may be given to you instead of a sense of pardon. And in such a case, you will have need of patience to bear the heavy blow. Ah, poor heart. Though Christ beat and bruise thee or even slay thee, trust him Though he should give thee an angry word, if you will, rather a hard word, believe in the love of his heart. Believe in the love of his heart. And, and, and Jesus will be firm with you. He'll get firm with you. And you need to stop thinking that... Uh, God and Jesus are going to let you have your way and get away with your evil because he is so loving. I, I, don't know, I don't know you people. I don't know how you got to that point in your life where you think that. Believe in the love of his heart even though he may rebuke you and, and chastise you or slay you. Just like Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Do not, I beseech thee, give up seeking or trusting my master, because thou hast not yet obtained the conscious joy which thou longest for. Cast thyself on him, and perseveringly depend even where thou canst not rejoicingly hope. May I add, Jesus Christ said, In this world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. That's a choice you have to make. That's a choice you have to make. Jesus has provided it. You have to, by faith, receive that. Not only cheer, but good cheer.
overwhelmingly joyful even in the midst of tribulation and trouble, trials and uh, difficulties. And when things change, wise people change. Okay? Well, I want to be right here. This is my 10-year plan, my goals, and everything. Well, things have changed. You need to change with it. Some of you need to downsize in a hurry, or you're going to be outside in a hurry. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, we praise you and we thank you so much for this devotional time which is so powerful and so meaningful and so helpful. And thank you, Lord, for helping me to give myself to prayer and to the ministry of your holy word. And we pray for the salvation of the lost for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, help all of us who are saved to get ready for your second coming and have it all, the thought of that, to purify us. And for those who are not saved, in the family or outside of the family, help them to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ with a mind to repent. For most people don't get saved because they want to, they love darkness more than they love light. As you have stated, open blinded eyes, unstop deaf ears, and save their souls even tonight. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. We move over to what I have dubbed the family verses to our family segment in this devotional. I believe that much attention needs to be given to the family, should have been given to the family over the past 50 to 60 years, but the devil snuck in and has destroyed the family, yes, even in the church. That's why you need to understand this passage, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. It is adjacent to the family verses proper, and God showed me a long time ago they are connected. Because if you were the devil, who would you attack the most? The family. God's first institution, which still survives to this day. Even though the devil and others have tried to destroy it. Sadly, however, so many families have been destroyed even in the church. And that is a double tragedy. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. We probably will not read all of the verses. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Right here. Show me what you showed me. What I actually, give me last night so I can share that tonight. And in the power of his might, if you want your marriage to survive, if you want your family to survive and be successful and victorious uh, and stay together, you need to uh, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Otherwise, it's all going to fail. Verse 11, you want it to stay strong, you want it to succeed, you want it to be successful, you want your family to stay together. 
Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the strategies, the tricks of the devil. The devil is out to destroy your family. Uh, Kanye, he calls himself Yee now. I guess you have to be a star to change a name two and three times. The name that your parents gave you. He's in the news today saying that his children are in a position to be destroyed with their father not in the home. And he's right. I believe that Kanye got saved, and I believe that's one of the main reasons why the, the marriage broke up. Because uh, sister girl uh, Kim... Uh, is like so many other people religious and, 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 and she married a crazy man that she just loved because of his craziness and she wanted him to stay crazy with his craziness uh, in a worldly sense and this has happened thousands of times and he, he got to Jesus, uh, what they would call Jesus, I, I would not, I, I don't do that. He got too much Jesus and was having services every Sunday and having special services and all down in uh, Joel Osteen's church and other churches across the country. Started talking like a saved man, uh, you know, about abortion and about. Uh, he was against abortion. He was. He became more conservative in his views, and uh, talked about uh, how he doesn't want his children on TikTok. That, that stuff like that. That 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 sounds like a saved man trying to protect his children, and knowing that the world that Kim and them live in does not have the stability that it needs, uh, that a father wants for his children. And so he's right to be concerned because there's no telling what might happen. And when it happens, when the bad stuff happens, Kim's going to, you know, who she's going to go to? She's not going to David. She's going to Kanye and crown his shoulder. See, because the devil has attacked. The father's not in the home protecting the family. Verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Stop lying on your husband, wives. Stop lying on your wives, husbands. Stop hating your husband, wives. Stop hating your Wives, husbands, you're acting like children. You're not wrestling against flesh and blood. And I said this last night, and I'm going to say it now. If you don't get a hold of that, your marriage is doomed. You have an enemy with a sledgehammer and a uh, crane and all kinds of demonic tools. And bombs 
and wiles outside beating the devil out of your house. For he is the devil. He's destroying your house. He's destroying your, you. He's destroying your family. And he, he is uh, kind of like how uh, Putin is today, unrelenting. Unrelenting. He never stops 24-7. He's seeking to destroy your family. Seeking to get in there to bop your head. So put on the whole armor of God. And understand your wife is not your enemy. Your husband is not your enemy. Your teenagers, no matter how devilish they may act, they're not your enemies. Your, your, your young adults are not your enemies. By the way, uh, something came out recently that over half of Americans are still supporting their adult children. I thank God I'm not one. I thank God that my children support me in the ministry here. Those who are adults and on their way, and those who are still here, on their own rather. So stop blaming each other and understand that the devil is your mutual enemy. Dr. Thomas Constable said earlier, Paul urged the strengthening and growth of the body of Christ. Now he explained the need for this. The body is at war with a spiritual enemy. That means if you're a Christian, you're at war with a spiritual enemy. If you consider your family to be uh, a Christian family, it is at war with an invisible enemy. And you need to understand that. We do not just walk, but we also war. While we're walking, we're warring. You say, well, I don't want to fight. I love peace. Well, uh, here's what you need to understand. The, he wants to fight. The devil wants to fight. So if he's dropping bombs on you, you better fight. You better be like Zelensky and fight back. Or surrender. In his case. Not in the Christian case. The Christian's case. Dr. Warren Worsby, who was home with the Lord, says sooner or later every believer discovers that the Christian life is a battleground, not a playground. And that he faces an enemy who is much stronger than he is apart from the Lord. To be strong in the Lord, the Christian must put on the whole armor of God, that is, God's. He supplies it for the believer. Both commands are conspicuous examples of the balanced teaching of Holy Scripture. Some Christians are so self-confident that they think they can manage by themselves without the Lord's strength, might, and armor. And that's not true, and that has played out 
not to be true in thousands upon thousands of so-called Christian homes. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to close on that important point uh, and uh, start praying for other families and other people in other situations. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for your holy word. Save those families that don't know you as Savior and give them the privilege of your holy word to do life right, to have the good life and the blessed life. Then, Lord, we pray that you would revive your people who are truly saved and help them to depend upon your armor and your holy word. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving in this country and around the globe. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray for all people who name the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, have mercy and grace upon us all, and please forgive us of our wicked sins of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission. Help us to repent of that by your grace. Help us also to humble ourselves, Lord, and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and get back to you, our first love. And Lord, help us to act like you're coming back. And Holy Father God, we pray for all government officials, government uh, ministry workers, people who are in the ministry of government in this country called America and around the globe all the way to Jerusalem. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And Lord, it thrilled my heart to read about the threshing floor that David provided where the first temple was built. Lord, that's exciting stuff. You make it exciting by the power of your Holy Spirit. I don't know how you do it. But that, uh, the vision of that really flooded my mind today, tonight. Thank you for that. And thank you, Lord, that we as believers in Christ, we're connected to all of that and not separated from all of that. It's a part of our history as well. And Holy Father God, we pray, uh, let your will be done in this Russian-Ukrainian war. And uh, for your will will be done. And we pray, uh, Lord, that you would save all people who are in the ministry of government. Revive those who are saved. Cast the devil out of those who are demon-possessed. And Lord, glorify your holy name and, that, and help them to act right and do right so that we can lead peaceful and quiet lives. 
And uh, Holy Father God, we pray for all of your Christians who are being persecuted in this country and around the globe. Protect your people from persecution. Protect us from persecution. And protect us from all hurt, harm, and danger. Grant us your grace for our trying hours and for our dying hours, if that is your will. For Lord, one day, as the song we heard earlier tonight says, we, we will fly away. We will not be standing in between the living and the dead. We'll be the dead ourselves. So Lord, help everybody to understand that and help them to hear the gospel that I will preach here shortly so that they will come to know you as Savior. And Holy Father God, help them to believe in you, Lord Jesus. We pray now, Lord, again for the millions of people who are mourning and grieving all around the world like many of us have never grieved and mourned before. Some people are in impossible situations. A woman right now is in jail because she was driving uh, drunk and killed both of her children. And, and, and she is in jail tonight. That's an impossible situation. Most human beings could not bear that at all. And only you can help people to get through that and to endure that. And she said, why didn't I put my children in their seatbelts? Why didn't I do it? There's a woman tonight, Lord, only you know she's dead and in hell or heaven at the turret uh, adulterous relationship with a stranger to the family. The man who did the handiwork around the house put his hands on her and she let him. And then two years of that foolishness and evil, a whole family is destroyed. Husband evidently didn't know what was going on. devastated, comfort people who are in these situations tonight as only you can. Uh, we have no words that would help these people. Uh, a woman who raised her son to, to be good and to help people, she never thought that he would uh, drown trying to help somebody. Somebody who was not even supposed to be here. Lord, she's hurting tonight. And so, Lord, we pray for millions who are grieving and mourning and hurting uh, all around the world from the coronavirus plague as we are approaching, actually, more, more than two million people dead, going on three, but the uh, liars in the government and in the media are saying only one million. And uh, we pray that you'll comfort all of those families and all of those people as only you can. Draw them to yourself for salvation. And we pray for a few by name. Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Tennessee, Dr. J. Randall, 
Pirsch, or Pirsch. We pray for the family and friends of Texas educator Edwina Havad Rima. We pray for the family and friends of Texas veteran Helen Fay Schaefer. We pray for the family and friends of Texas Eugene Massey Stewart. And we pray for the family and friends of Texas mechanic Richard A. Carrasco. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in all of their lives and in ours. And now, Lord, we have the privilege to pray for some new prayer requests, but we will not fail to pray for the thousands of others that we've prayed for down through the years. And we thank you for that privilege. Thank you for giving us the strength and grace and the power of your Holy Spirit. And thank you, Lord, so much for my daughter uh, remembering a, a dear brother in the Lord that I have been knowing for years, and I'm so glad she remembered to put him on the prayer list. He's going through persecution. We pray that you would comfort him and strengthen him, and we thank you, Lord, for Sean as well. Not only for Raphael, but for Sean, for Raphael said, uh, told me several times that he would not be where he is right now if it had not been for Brother Sean standing up for him when others were trying to destroy him. Thank you for Christian brothers who will have your back. And then, Lord, we pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings. Lord, upon all of the thousands that we've prayed for and with in the past, thank you for the thousands of answers to prayer as well. And we pray, Lord, for Elio. Please save him and bless him. We pray for Chica. Please bless him with the Bibles, study Bibles and commentaries. And we pray now, Lord, for the people who have gotten saved through the ministry. Uh, Lord, from the preaching of the gospel from this pulpit. Uh, we pray that you will help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. We pray for Irfan. We pray for Marion. We pray for Karia. We pray for Rajan. And we pray for Thelma. And we pray for the thousands of others who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel uh, through this pulpit. And Lord, we also pray for those who we have not even given an invitation to. We have not invited them to write us and let us know that they, they went back to you. But Lord, you touch their hearts. We have nothing to do with it. I've never given an invitation for this. And Lord, you know the reason why, because evangelists like to use tricks to increase their numbers. I only give one invitation for salvation. I don't give multiple invitations. Uh, and that's all you. I have nothing to do with it. You led me to not do that. And so, Lord, we pray for Omo. We pray for Lissue. Uh, we pray for Comfort. We pray for Alice. And we pray for Gabriel. And we thank you for all of these people who have come back to you in the thousands and helped them all to stand strong in the faith and to grow in the faith and be the Christians that you want them to be. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen.
Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ, God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten son, God gave up his only begotten son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ. Should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. 
So believe in your heart. Only you can do that. That Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner, and I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. And Lord, I, don't, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to truly repent of my sins past. And to truly repent of my sins present. and to turn from my evil life and to follow you Lord Jesus in the new life for it is in your name I do pray amen now dear friend of mine if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9, uh, and this is what the book title is based on, I am the door, Jesus Christ said. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.